Hello and welcome to Retrospection, where we take an old show or film and see if we should risk our lives for it or just let it be vaporized. In this episode, we're taking a look at The Last Starfighter from 1984. My name's Colin, and I live below ground with my wifeoid and 6,000 little grigglings. I've always suspected that'll be Colin. And I'm Paul, and me and my strange sexual urges aren't talking to you anymore. Why? What did they do? That'd be telling, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. Mm -hmm. The film stars Dan Mason as Lord Krill, Lance Guest as Alex Rogan and Beta Alex, Dan O'Hurley as Grig, Catherine Mary Stewart as Maggie Gordon, Barbara Bosson as Jane Rogan, Norman Snow as Zur and Robert Preston as Centurai. There's some, there's some weighty people in this, isn't there? I don't mean big. I mean... Oh, you mean like big name stars like Robert Preston? Absolutely. I mean, wasn't this Robert Preston's um, final movie? It was indeed. Yeah, mm -hmm. he passed away shortly afterwards. And he's really good in it. Yeah, he is. And they, they actually, when they found out that they got him, they rewrote the character to match him. I can understand that. And, and I think that the, uh, the, I think there was a lot of um, a, a lot of implication that he was probably going to come back if there was a sequel. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we've got to talk about the special effects. Well, they are a big part of it. Do we do we talk about it when they start appearing, or are we going to... Maybe we should leave it until the first moment they appear. I mean, they, they are... Um, they, they are kind of the elephant in the room with this film, a little bit, aren't they? I, That's I, I'll true. Give you, I'll give you my opinion on, on it when we when we do start talking about it but um it yeah well I'll, I'll leave it there all right it was directed by nick castle and the music is by craig is it safan safan something like that uh what do you think of the music i really like the music in this film i think it's um it's very rosy i mean it, it's it's kind of like a, a mishmash of um you know, Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica, all those kind yeah. of big space movies, which is kind of what the movie is anyway. So, but it, it, I think it yeah. does it does the job, and it, it's quite rousing at times. Yeah, apparently he used a huge orchestra. It comes across. It really does. Yeah, yeah. So there's been musicals of this film. Yes, Musical I read that. adaptation <laughs> off Broadway. I, I wish it existed on YouTube. I'd love to watch that. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're telling me that you wouldn't watch that. You would. There's an original cast recording. Is there really? Apparently, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to dig that up then. Yeah. Novelization by Alan Dean Foster, who pretty much writes every novelization in the 80s, he, right? He did, yeah. He didn't he do... I think he did things like um, The Abyss and... Didn't he do Alien? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. there's comic... And there was games. Well, you say there were games. They... There was a tabletop game. Oh, I was thinking about um, computer games. Right. Yeah, it was never released. No, they, they Atari produced uh, time games for the... Now, I don't know how... I've written it down as a number. 5200 Super System. Yeah. And the 400 and 800 series home computer systems. But they never got past prototypes. Right. Although, okay. there is a rumour, apparently, that the, they did produce a prototype arcade machine. There's one in the, the documentary on the Blu-ray that 
guest is stood next to, but I don't know if they just mucked that up for the documentary. Well, apparently this prototype um, disappeared, so ah, nobody okay. really knows whether it, it really existed or not. But whoever's got it, they're holding on to a piece of uh, a piece of history there, aren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a NES game called The Last Starfighter, but that's just a conversion of Iridium from the Commodore 64. Oh, right, okay. I think the police are coming for you again, Colin. I think they are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be honest, though, if you think about what the state of computer games were like when this film came out, they didn't look anything like this, did they? Like the game that he's playing, no. you know. I mean, that that we'll talk about that as well when we yeah. touch on the effects. Yeah. So do you have anything else? Uh, just a couple of things. Um, did you know that Will Wheaton was uh, apparently in this movie? He had quite a few scenes, but they were all cut. Yeah, I wonder what character he was playing. Someone in the trailer park? I'm guessing he was someone in the trailer park. Apparently, though, if you do look very closely, you can kind of still see him in the background in a few shots. I wonder if you see him in that crowd shot when the ship lands. I would imagine so. He's probably there, isn't he? He would have been quite young, though, wouldn't he? Even yeah. This was, what, 85, was it? Yeah, so this was before TNG. Before TNG, yeah. Um... <laughs> One of the things that I read that amused me was that Lance Guest apparently was cast due to his James Stewart and Henry Fonda qualities. What? What? Eh? <laughs> um. Okay. I mean, he's not—he's not the most—he's uh, not the most charismatic of actors, is he? No. 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 Yeah, in fact, if anything, he's, he's probably the weakest link in this whole movie, isn't he? Don't you think? Well, I guess we'll see. Oh, right, okay. All right, okay. Gloob created action figures, but they were never produced um, because they felt that the film wouldn't be successful. Although, in the end, it it was actually quite a modest success. Yeah, it wasn't a huge hit. I think it's it's done better, like, as a cult film now, since video. Definitely, definitely. Um, Yeah, there's there's quite a few... um, really good um fan mods of action figures out there for this you know they've taken an action figure that exists and they've changed it and they look they look fantastic they really do it, and they've carded them as well so that you can you can you can actually have them on a card like you would have bought them back at the time if they existed huh interesting yeah yeah they're really nice um robin williams apparently was offered the role of zur but he passed on it it's not much oh. of a role really is it no it's not no robin williams right I thought you said Robbie yeah. Williams for a second. <laughs> I think you would have been about 10. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been an interesting choice. Would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Different. Although, I can't imagine anyone doing it as well as the guy that plays him in this movie, though. He, you know, he, he thinks he's doing uh, Shakespeare, doesn't he? I don't know what he thinks he's doing. <laughs> did, did you read that the film was shot in uh, just 40 days? Principal photography, anyway. It's pretty good going, right? It's like a carry-on film. I'm sure they could knock one out in less than that. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they could. Yeah. Um, You've got a couple of um, horror movie links as well, haven't you? I don't know, have you? You 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 did that thing, pal. I did, didn't I? (laughs) So so we've got um, Lance Guest, who was in Halloween 2. And the director, Nick Castle, also played Michael Myers in Halloween 2 as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, yep. 
and um, Dan, is it O'Herley? Yeah, Dan O'Herley? Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, he plays the evil corporation guy in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Wow, all right. So there's quite a lot of uh, John Carpenter linkage going on in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we begin with the Universal MCA logo, then Lorimer presents. It's funny, but in my mind, this film is a Disney film. I can see what you mean. It, it does feel very, very Disney as well. I, I think with this theme as well, it, it, it feels very swashbuckly as well, doesn't it? Yeah, like if I'm going to get the Blu-ray, I go over to my Disney section and go, oh, it's not there. Or, or for any modern people listening, they click on to Disney+. Plus. Retro, Paul. Retrospection. Remember? Are you saying that we don't have any modern listeners? No, I'm saying we just we just don't. Oh, we're not talking about that. All right, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So we see a planet in space and the credits appear in blue. The music is an 80s epic score. I mean, it's got John Williams' fingerprints all over it, right? Oh, definitely. It's also a little bit of um, Star Trek, the motion picture, Star Trek, Star Wars, Superman. It's all in there, isn't it? Do you not think it also has like a Western tinge to it? Yeah, I can see what you mean. It's, it's got that swagger about it, hasn't it? Yeah, and I wonder if that's because the frontier is mentioned all the time in the film. Possibly, possibly, yeah. 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 And we see Red Star has like a tunnel. Are we in some kind of hyperspace? I think that's what they're going for. The, these credits are very Superman, the movie, aren't they? The way that they, they zoom out as they yeah. as they do each title. Yeah. Yeah. So we see our solar system fly by Mars, then the moon. Then with a change of tone, we descend onto a, a motel. It looks like a motel, but it's a trailer park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a sleepy place. An alarm clock sounds, a cat leaps out of a mailbox, and a dog slowly wakes up. It all feels very Spielberg-y, doesn't it? I thought that, yeah. yeah. It does, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's not like a real trailer park. No, no. <laughs> we're with um, crackheads and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Shall I leave it there? Shall I leave it there? <laughs> we might have some listeners yep. who live in trailer parks. I'll leave it there. <laughs> we might end up living in a trailer park. You never know. Together. Don't knock it now. Together. Oh, no. That would be frightening, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so we see a man feeding the dog and he's saying it's going to be a sparkling day. A woman starts to yell that Electric has gone out in a mobile home. And now we see Maggie walking through and she starts to greet everybody as she makes her way around. And she's looking for Alex. Mm-hmm. Alex's mum is hanging up the laundry. And we should say Barbara Basson is pretty much, you see her in a lot of 80s stuff. She's always playing the mum or... She looks like a mum, doesn't she? What do you mean by that? Well, she looks very mumsy. Oh, okay. You know, certain people look very mumsy. Yeah. Very homely. Yeah, if you say so. Homely, you know. As Maggie climbs the steps, a young boy called Lewis in a space helmet passes by. Now, people are still yelling that the electric is out. Alex's mum tells these people that Alex will be over to fix it before the soaps start. It, it, so Alex... It, it, it's, it's a community of really annoying, needy assholes, isn't it? Apparently, yeah. Mm. Who kind of depend on poor Alex, who's not paid. He's just the kid that... Wo- I mean, how old is he? 
I'm guessing he's supposed to be what, 17, 16, 17? Yeah, and apparently he's just their... Uh, Dog's body. Indentured servant. <laughs> apparently so. But mind you, I know what it's like to be, you know, the one person. Oh, here that, we go. No, I, I'm just saying, I know what it's like to be the one person that everyone needs to, to help them out, you know. How would you know that? Because... You've read about it. <laughs> I've researched it, yeah. Oh, okay. You know somebody like it. I do. That's what you I mean. I do, I do. The wife. No, I didn't say that. You cut that a bit. <laughs> or not. We'll see. All right. We cut to Lewis talking to himself, pretending to be a spaceman. And he fires his dart gun and we hear a oh! sound from inside one of the caravans. Mm-hmm. Continuing that Spielberg kind of humour. Definitely, yeah. Lewis hears an arcade machine and sees Alex playing Starfighter. Lewis tells him that the mum is looking for him and Lewis is interfering with the game. Oh. Now Maggie calls for... What? I hate cabinet jockeys. You, is that you, some kind of underwear? No, you know what I mean. Cabinet jockeys, the people that, that lean in when you're playing an arcade game. And they used to say, oh, left, left. Shoot, shoot. No, no, not that way. The other way. Go that way. Go that way. It's like, just fuck off, will you? Wow. You seem to feel very strongly I about do. this. I do. I do. Many hours of playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with people telling me which way to go. It's really irritating. Ah. Uh-huh. I imagine you're just used to people telling you where to go. <laughs> Regardless of whether you played an arcade machine or not. It's just years of talking to you, Colin. That's what it is. That's what it yeah. is, right. Yeah. Maggie calls for Alex. And he turns the game over to Lewis, who then gets killed instantly. It's his own fault. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's a car full of Alex's friends, I guess. They don't seem too nice to him, though. Mm-hmm. Alex checks his mail before joining them, and they make fun of him and ask what he's planning on applying for now. But he says he's got to make something of his life. Not like them, just staying here, going to the beach every day, cleaning their cars. But as he's about to leave with them, his mum yells about fixing electricity, and then everybody starts yelling that they need oh. Alex. You, you just tell them to go do one, Yeah, you? You, just say, you just pretend you didn't hear them and jump in the truck, wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I would, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not jump, sort of clamber, be pulled in, <laughs> fall, fall over into the truck. It, it, I mean, yeah, it depends how strong they were, really, doesn't it, you know? does, yeah, you might pull them all out <laughs> of the truck. More room for me, more room for me. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. So Alex is annoyed that it's going to take all day to fit, fix this electricity, mm-hmm. so he tells his friends to go on without him. Maggie says she'll stay, but Alex tells her to go because it's going to take a while and he'll catch up with her later. So they drive off and then again we hear everybody yelling for Alex. And off he goes. And then we cut to the end of the day and he's back in his room and there's a wind blowing through the room and he sees his solar system hanging from the ceiling, spinning gently in the breeze. He watches it, dreaming maybe of a journey far away. I, I, I like this sequence. It's, it's a nice moment where he's, he's he's kind of foreshadowing where he's going later, isn't it? Yeah, it is. G- going back to the to the, I've got things to say about um, the, the aliens' plan with this cabinet. Shall I? Well, it's not happened. Shall yet. I? I wait until we get there. Shall I? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, you you hold your horses though. All right. Okay. All right. I'll 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 keep it in. 
Alex starts to mouth the conversation you can hear outside, a conversation he's clearly heard a thousand times before. He heads back to the arcade machine. Mm-hmm. Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan murder. A video game puts you in the pilot seat of a Starfighter. Nobody likes a game cutscene that you can't skip, do they? Especially when you've seen it a million times. Yeah, do you think it does that every time you stare? That's true. I think true. it does. You can yeah. see him, he's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so we see this Dirk now, and one of his neighbours passes by. He asks Alex where Maggie is. Good question. I guess I'm having a good time. And you never have a good time, replies the guy. Oh, sure, says Alex. I love fixing 30-year-old fuse boxes and plunging people's toilets. There's some good dialogue in this movie. Oh, you like that yeah. bit? That section? Yeah, I just think there's some, generally okay. there's some really good dialogue in this. Yeah. Particularly in the Earth stuff, I think. I never get time to enjoy anything. Things change, says the man. Alex concentrates on the game. He hears his friend's truck pull up and Maggie gets out. She watches Alex play the game. Mm-hmm. She thought he was going to meet her at the lake, but he couldn't get away as usual, and he continues to play. Alex is annoyed that Blake gave her lift home, especially as Blake lives on the other side of the town. How, how did he think Maggie was going to get home? I think he's just concerned that, uh, you know, Blake's been... Uh... <clears throat> you know, where he's not been. But but Blake with the truck that took them to the Well, yeah, beach, but I mean, if you were lake. in his position, you, you'd probably feel the same, wouldn't you? No, I'd be like, clearly you needed to get... I'd trust her, and I would be like... Oh, all right, okay. Sorry. I would be like, oh, yeah, well, there's no other way you get back. I wouldn't expect you to walk. I forgot I was talking to such a progressive man, yes. That's right. <laughs> Of course, yes. Maggie says he wanted to get home to Alex. He smiles. Suddenly, she sees his high score. 900,000 points. He's going to beat the record. This, this whole sequence makes me laugh. Go on, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep going, and I'll tell you why. The guy shouts out to everybody that Alex is going to get the record, and everybody crowds around him. Yeah, everybody seems very excited about this arcade machine. This is this is what made me laugh. I mean, can you imagine any... Back in the 1980s, would anyone give a shit about a teenager playing a video game? No. <laughs> also, he's going to beat the record. Who set the record? Probably Alex, right? Probably. No one he's else is playing He's just beating himself. It. So... He's just beating himself off, right? Uh, did you use that whole thing just for you to build up to that one gag? <laughs> no, I just thought of that. <laughs> it's going to get cut out anyway. I'll terrible. leave it in. Um, you do realise, though, that we, when, when we joke about the fact that nobody back in, in the 80s of that age would give a shit about a teenager playing a game. This is us, though, in 20 years, because we would. Oh, yeah, I see what mm-hmm. you mean. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, they're the generation exactly. we are now. Yeah. But back no, then. No, not, not at all. I mean, do you ever remember a time where any member of your family took an interest in any computer game you were playing? No, no not really. No. no. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here, everybody is chanting, go, Alex. Exactly. It's like he's some celebrity. Maybe they just want him to leave. It's like, go, Alex. Just, just go. <laughs> Wait, no. Before you go, fix... Fix my... Fix go and unblock stuff. my toilet. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. you can go. The command ship appears in the game. He just has to destroy it. The crowd, surprisingly, 
is on edge. I did like the line where the woman gets really excited about the command ship and then asks instantly, what's a command ship? Yeah, that's more accurate, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Alex blasts it away and everybody cheers. Record breaker appears on the screen. Does a dance, plays a trumpet. It's the shittest payoff to a video game ever. What? Just because it just says record breaker? Yeah, and then it ends. What would you like it to do? I want I want at least a 10-minute cutscene. A 10-minute cutscene? I do. Of I, what? Like, I like a payoff to a game. I put all the work in, all the effort. I want something at the end of it. Really? I do. So, later, Alex is sitting on a swinging chair with Maggie. As people pass by, they're still congratulating him. They are. Yeah. He's a, he's a celebrity. They haven't got much, have they, really? I don't know. Maybe they know that this machine is not just an arcade machine and they've just not told Alex. <laughs> I think you're, you're, you're seeing lots of subtext here that, that <laughs> doesn't really exist. It's possible. All right. <laughs> He kisses Maggie and she says goodnight and walks away. Alex is confused and follows her. What's wrong? She says it just hit her that Alex is really going to leave this place. We both are, he replies. Mm. Foreshadowing. Maggie, what? Foreshadowing, oh, foreshadowing. again. Yeah. yeah. But Maggie isn't sure. He thinks she's scared of leaving, which annoys her. It's you and me forever. And they kiss as Alex's mom watches her. And then we hear Maggie's mom call her. Oh, it... no, sorry. We hear Maggie's grandmother, Carla. Alex goes into the kitchen and tells his mom that he broke the Starfighter record. For some reason, she's the only person in the trailer park who does not care. Oh, yeah. Her reaction is, oh, that's nice, dear. I mean, that, that's the level of enthusiasm I expected from my parents about anything that I cared about at all. Well, that, you sounded quite angry. I'm... I'm... Venting slightly. I thought you said you're dealing. I'm dealing, yes. (laughs) Isn't that what this is? Oh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Should charge you. (laughs) Don't get ideas. You would do if you could. (laughs) She has a letter that came for him. It's about his school loan. And he didn't get the loan. She says, yeah, she says, don't worry. You can go to City College with your friends. He runs outside screws up the letter and throws it away. Yeah, he's pissed. He is. As he stands stirring, he hears the arcade machine, but it sounds strange. The recruitment voice keeps repeating, the static, and then, for some reason, the machine starts to shake. The machine's getting the red ring of death. There's one for our Xbox listeners out there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wow, you're going niche. You're going to do one for PlayStation later just to balance it out? Oh, PlayStation just spits the disc out and switches itself on and off. That's all it does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So light comes from the air came machine and then it just stops. But Alex hears another sound and turns. A futuristic sports car pulls up. Mm-hmm. And a voice calls out for him and asks if he knows the name and the person who broke the record on the arcade machine. Alex tells a man who calls himself Centuri. Is it Centuri or Centuri? I can't remember C- how they say Centauri. Centauri, thank you. Mm-hmm. That it was him. Centauri tells Alex that he built the game and that he needs to talk to him about a matter of utmost importance and to step into his office, which mm-hmm. is the car. It's he a DeLorean, to... isn't it? What? Isn't it a, 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 a built-up DeLorean? No, I think it's just one they made themselves. 
I'm sure I read that it, it was it was a DeLorean. The base of it? It's a DeLorean, base of it, is that what you're yeah, saying? And, then, oh, okay. and then they stuck bits on it so that it was kind of, kind of unrecognisable, even though it looks like a DeLorean. Yeah, the door's open like one. He tells him to say hello to his assistant, who doesn't say anything. Alex shakes his hand, gives him a shock and a flash of light, and the figure steps out of the car. Mm-hmm. Interested? Alex says, I guess. And the car speeds away. Hey, yells Alex. We see the shadowy figure standing and watching the car drive away. Mm. So Centauri's kind of like a, a Yoda, Obi-Wan and Han Solo all rolled into one, isn't he, really? You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Al in Quantum Leap. Yeah, he's got that swagger about him, hasn't he? That kind of, yeah. um, he, he, you know, he's he's a good guy, but he, he's not above doing some shady deals to, to, to get what he needs to do. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Centauri says it was a mistake that the arcade machine was delivered to the trailer park. It should have gone to Vegas. So, it must be fate. The, the, the sentence here is the car is driving at incredible speeds, but it's really hard for me not to go, the car is driving at incredible speeds, <laughs> like in Street Talk. <laughs> a little callback there. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see that phrase, I just hear his voice stretching that word out. It's a, it's a good voiceover. See previous episode. <laughs> yeah. Centuri won't reveal anything. He loves surprises. The car is about to hit a construction site, but it takes off. It flies into space. Okay, so is this the right time to, A, discuss... The effects. No, actually, no, I wasn't thinking about the effects. I was oh. thinking about the, the, the whole thing of the fact that the... The video game is a recruitment service, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's basically the equivalent of uh, the sword in the stone, which is what they say in the documentary. That's the idea behind Don't it. Don't they even mention it later as well? Excalibur? Did they? Do they? I think they do. I think you make that I'm up. I'm pretty sure that someone says to Centauri, oh, you're not trying the old Excalibur routine again, are you? Ah, okay. Which is implying that Maybe he was Merlin back in the day. Well, that's in, that would have been an interesting film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did think it was amusing that it, it's a really good scam that these aliens have got because not only are they using the game to recruit the, the, the next Starfighter pilot or gunner, mm-hmm. but they're also charging 25 cents for the privilege as well. Yeah, who's getting this money? Do you think they send someone in late at night to, uh, <laughs> to, to empty Just collect all the coins. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. He's got these machines all around the universe. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great yeah, scam. Never thought of that before. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to empty the money, haven't they? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Centuri is wiping his face with a cloth, and we see two eyes on it. Alex knocks on the partition glass, and when Centuri turns around, he has an alien face. I think Alex thinks he's going to end up chained to a radiator at this point, doesn't he? Why a radiator? Isn't it? Specifically. Just not chained up? It has to be a radiator? Well, you know. Does, it, does, does he look cold? <laughs> it's in space. Is that what you say? It's in space. So, you know. Oh, so you need a it's radiator. It's cold in space, in space, isn't it? Yeah. 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 See, I've done my research. Okay. I know these things. Yeah. Let's hope it's not a leaky radiator. Why? Because in space, nobody can hear you steam. Shall I clap? No, no. <laughs> You've got medicine for that. No, no, no that's the D clap. 
<laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, so the cat now, a ship, approaches a planet, mm-hmm. and Centuri puts his human face back mm-hmm. on. Not sure why... Like, why he has an... Eight, why, what's the deal with that? Why, why keep the human face on? Well, do you think that he probably changes his appearance depending on the planet that he's going to? Ooh, I like that. So if he's recruiting from... Because he's recruiting from all these different planets, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if he goes to to, to planet Galoob... Is that the one that um, Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> no, that's, that's Gloop. Gloop. Oh, okay. Goop. Yeah. Then he he looks like, you know, maybe a half man, half fish thing. But when he comes to Earth, he has to look human. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, oh, so that's he nice. keeps he keeps he's keeping the face on for Alex as well because he doesn't want to freak him out. Okay. All right. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. the the alien that's his real face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Never thought of that. Like it. Okay. Someone else is making shit up. <laughs> You've got to do something to make it work, haven't you? Yeah. Okay, so shall we shall we talk about the effects now? Now okay. that we've actually seen some effects, they haven't aged well. They haven't. They haven't. But I can imagine. Well, I don't need to imagine because I remember seeing this movie as a kid, and it completely blowing me away. Yeah, I mean, nobody had ever seen anything like it before, really. No, it, it was, as you said, it was the first um, computer-generated effects in any movie, wasn't it? Um, to, to the extent for the, of this. Yeah, for this length and for, the, you know, the fact that most of the movie is this, yeah. Yeah, um, I, think, I, think the, I think the very first ones were Star Trek 2, weren't they? The, the, yes. The Genesis, the Genesis effect yeah. thing, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate that now they look like something from a PS2. Yeah, although they, I think the argument is that these effects... This is the first time effects have been used to try and model something real rather than effects on a computer screen, which yeah. is what they are in Star Trek 2. Yeah. Oddly, the things in Star Trek 2 look more real than this. Yeah, I mean, if, if this film had been made with models, I don't mm-hmm. think would have the uh, same kind of cult appeal, but it would have aged better. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And I... I think I kind of look at it. I mean, neither of us are big fans of, of, of computer-generated effects, anyway. We we rather see a model than a than a CGI creation, wouldn't we? Yeah. But I think with this movie, it's got that kind of that kind of nostalgia feel to it, in the same way that when you look at a Ray Harryhausen movie, right? Yeah. Um, it's 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 linked to this film for us. Yeah. In a way, so yeah. it works. Yeah, because it's got it's got that. It takes you back to oh my god, this is amazing looking, that kind of first right. feel. But no, it, it it hasn't aged well. No, but you got to give it credit for being innovative and the progenitor of everything that's going to come after it. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just not it's not its fault that things change so quickly. No, not at all. And we could say that about lots of things that we like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. even Star Wars, to a certain extent, the original Star Wars, there are shots in that movie that, that haven't aged well, but everyone loves them because yeah. because it's got that 
it's got that link to a past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear, dear Star Wars fans, please send all emails to Paul. <laughs> what? Because I'm I'm comparing Star Wars to this. Because you're saying some shots haven't aged well as Star Wars. They're ferocious Star Wars fans. Oh, they don't listen to us. Okay. They don't listen to us. Yeah, so we it has it has problems, but we don't mind, I think, is the... No, yeah. 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 So the car lands inside a station, inside a planet. Centuri gets out, leaving Alex behind. A door opens and a female salutes him. But this, this woman, she kind of looks like Clive Sinclair. <laughs> she does a bit, yeah. I, I was thinking that as as the doors slowly rise, and he's he's like, oh yeah, okay, and then he gets to the huge head. He's like, whoa. <laughs> Unless Alex likes big heads, maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe yeah. that's why he's never really clicked with Maggie so far. Small head. That's right. Yeah. Small head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't understand what she's saying because she's speaking an alien language, but he gets out and follows her. Mm-hmm. There must be a perfectly logical explanation for all this, he mutters. Yes. Probably probably is, right? Yeah. He steps into a tunnel. A door closes behind him. He's pushed along on a conveyor belt. I assume at this point they're, like, um, disinfecting him. Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? I mean, you don't know where he's been. No. No. I think the, mu- the, mu- the music here as well sounded a lot like the Jawas and the droids in Tatooine and in Star Wars as well. Oh, you've, I didn't notice that, but that's what you felt? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's got, it's got that kind of... It, 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 it all goes a bit quirky and a bit, and a bit sort of light-hearted. Mm. At the end, he's met by more aliens. One hands him a uniform. Centuri argues with one of the aliens in a language Alex still can't understand. Alex wants to know what's going on, and Centuri says that the person is just greeting him and is pleased to see him, and it, it doesn't look like that, though. No, he looks pissed off. It does. Centuri tells Alex that they're on Rylos, the mm-hmm. planet that's in the game. It, it, I do like it's got a very Terry Pratchett, Douglas Adams kind of feel to it, this world, hasn't it? With sort of middle management looking people and people annoyed about their jobs and, and, and moaning all the time. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the trailer pack, Lewis seems to be looking for Alex's stash of Playboy magazines. What's he going to do with them at his age? Read the articles. Exactly. He hears a noise from Alex's bed. Maggie enters. Is he up, she asks. Lewis says Alex has been up all night, moaning. Maggie says she knows about the loan, and but the moaning under the covers continues she tells him she'll be next door if he needs anything and leaves the covers fly back and we see what appears to be a proto-human like a chrysalis humanoid forming into a real person we've all had mornings like that haven't we yeah yeah i've seen you look like that i'm sure you have (laughs) oozing but this is the only practical effect in it really other than the car right uh there's there's a couple of aliens later isn't there oh yeah i mean like yeah but i meant like this is a full it's not just a it, it, it's got it's it's got um, undulating parts, is what you're trying to say. I would imagine. Yes, yeah. yes. Can can we do a prog rock band joke here? Go on. I know you want to. <laughs> Just did it. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult second album. <laughs> yeah, undulating parts. Yeah. Undulating part one and part two. <laughs> 
We cut back to Rylos and some kind of space fleet center. We see squadrons of uniformed people walking around and ships being lowered into position. Alex watches. Gunstairs, I've got to be dreaming. It's a nice set. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's as big as you think it is, but yeah. No, but it looks good on screen. Yeah, yeah. it does, mm-hmm. yeah. He's called over and one of the aliens pins a device to his shirt. Welcome to Starfighter Command, says another. The device is a translator. Yeah, I was hoping for a Babelfish, but it's all right. No, yeah, it's not what you're going to get mm-hmm. here. Yep. Alex is told that a briefing begins immediately and that is to join the other recruits. So a siren sounds and an ambassador begins a speech. And as Alex makes his way to his seat, he stands on the large squid-like alien who screams and stands up to bash Alex. Was that his cock? What was it? No. It's the way you'd react. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time someone stood on that. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Big talk. Big talk. Yeah. Alex apologises. He sits down, and an alien next to him warns him about antagonising these aliens as they love to fight, and that's why they are perfect for this war. What? Sorry, did you say war? (laughs) (laughs) There's a moment in a minute that that it's exactly like that. (laughs) Of course. Why else do you think you're here? The ambassador continues his exposition. I mean, briefing. Oh, he is is general exposition, isn't he? No, he's am- ambassador. Sorry, amba- ambassador exposition. exposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's higher, higher okay. ranking. Right. Yeah. Eons ago, our ancestors created Ooh, our great a frontier, a barrier of energy encircling the peaceful systems of our universe and forever shutting out the scourge beyond. Oh, almost like building some type of wall. Wait, is this ambassador? No, never mind. Ooh, topical. All right. the ambassador reveals that because of a dark betrayal the barrier will soon collapse dark betrayal so they that's what he says it's almost turned the lights out so they turn to the start fighters start fighters fighters. (laughs) yeah they 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 start (laughs) and they start fighting yes that's what they do so they turn to the star fighters and oh wait Oh, this is his speech. Forget it. Let's start again. Let's do it. All right. We're going. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Go on. You going to okay. do, do the voice again? No, I've written in the I've written in the third person. Yeah, it's not the voice of that ambassador. It's just a general ambassadorial right. voice okay, that I'm doing. Yeah. Because of a dark portrayal, the barrier will soon collapse. So we turn to starfighters and your navigators because amongst the billions of inhabitants of the Star League, only you have the gift. Please leave your gift at the door. Good, 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 good performance. You stand between us and the black evil of Kodan. All right. All right. Victory or death, they begin to vi- chant. Vi- uh, victory or death? Is that right? Um, yes. I think I'll take. Uh... I, no, no, I'd be, I'd be like, is, is sorry, is there is there a third way like compromise, victory or death or compromise, and then they'd stop chanting. You just hear Alex going, compromise, <laughs> compromise. <laughs> <laughs> the show we've got something they could 
we want. You know, let's offer them something. <laughs> Computer games. Yeah. Yeah. We got loads of them stair fighter yeah, copies. Backed up in the corner. Not, we can't yeah, shift definitely. them. Yeah. Alex runs from his seat and bumps into stern navigator Grieg, who helps Alex up. And Alex starts blabbering about how he got there. He says there's been a big mistake. Grieg can't believe that anybody is declining to be a star fighter pilot. He asks Alex where he is from. Alex says Earth, and Grieg replies that Earth is not a member of the Star League and isn't due to being approached until it's matured. Well, I think we've uh, put that back a few hundred <laughs> years, right, Paul? We're not going to be part of any Star League at this rate, are we? In fact, in fact, if anything, they're going to come over, they're going to look at it and go, oh, not there, not there, we'll... we'll, we'll... Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, forget it. Put some forget cones it. out. Let, let him, let him, let him yeah, be invaded. Yeah, yeah. wide berth. Doesn't Greek laugh like uh, Crichton he in does Red a bit, Dwarf? Yeah. He does a bit. I noticed that as well, yeah. 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 It's very motley. Did, did you notice the uh, glowing uh, Star Trek II um, rod prop? Oh, I'm glad you said prop. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a bloke called Rod. He just stands there glowing in everything. You know what I mean, don't you? Yes, there's yes. two, two, two rods. Two rods, well. yes. Rod and Rod. Yeah, yes, two yeah. of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it made an appearance. Just, it's, always, it's always nice to see. You always spot it. You're very keen on this rod. I, I do like the double rods. I just see you at home with like a signed photograph. I, I think I've, I'm pretty sure that I've got its autograph at Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty five quid. Yeah, next to the guy who was the third stormtrooper from the left in Star Wars. I'm bringing it on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you there Star you Wars are. fans. Yeah, I can take oh, it. Geez. It's all right. It's P underscore what? <laughs> <laughs> Greek asks Alex who recruited him. Centauri. I might have known. Greek confronts Centauri, saying that he shouldn't have recruited Alex from a planet not in the Star League. Centauri points out that Alex has the gift. I'll just just leave it at the door with the rest of them. <laughs> this is the scene where the guy accuses him of using the old Excalibur test again. Ah, okay, mm -hmm. right. And the interesting thing is that the, um, the screenwriter um, uh, came up with the idea for this when he he he, he read he, he actually read um, the Once and Future King. And he, um, he, he, he just read it and he saw a, guy, a, a kid playing a computer game and he kind of fused the two together. Right, he went and visited an arcade. Mm -hmm. oh. yeah. Greek replies that Alex doesn't want to be a starfighter pilot. So Turi's told he has to return the money. So I guess he gets paid for every person he finds. Yeah, he's kind, so of, he's get, he's, he's kind of a third party um, recruitment person, isn't he? And he's getting the money from the arcade machines. Yeah, he's got he's got a sweet deal. Centuri's annoyed because it cost a lot of money to develop the games, to merchandise them, and to get them into the stores by Christmas. But they're arcade machines; they don't sell them in stores. Skip it. Let, well, not let's let's imagine he means the home conversions. Well, you know, it would have been good if Atari had actually brought them out. They could have tied it in completely, couldn't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every kid at home could have been feeling that he was being tested to be the next Starfighter. 
pilot. Ooh. Gunner or whatever. Yeah, I'm glad you added pilot. Yeah. Oh, gunner. <laughs> okay. Navigator. Whatever. <laughs> but that would have been a great feeling, wouldn't it, as a kid? So if you'd scored really badly, they're like, oh, yeah, well, we need someone to clean the Starfighters. Possibly, possibly. We've got to have a cleaning staff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Every- so that's if, you, if your name gets at the bottom of the high score. Maybe you don't even make the high score table. That's your job. Everybody's, everybody's got a, a place. Are you going to burst into song? <laughs> well, they did make a musical, so I could. That's true, mm-hmm. yeah. Centuri mm-hmm. says Alex could be the greatest Starfighter ever. Alex says it's just a game. Oh, you may have thought it was just a game, but it was also a test to find out those who have the gift. I've told you, I've left it at the door. You're really running with this, aren't you? <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. Yeah, here I am to be killed. Trust me, says Centuri. A wind starts up, then a giant holographic image of a face appears in the command center. Zer, Zer. So I'm sorry, how are you pronouncing that? Uh, I mean, it's spelled X U R. Zer, isn't it? Zer. Zer. Okay. Okay. Hello, Zer. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the giant floating head of Zer turns to the ambassador and says, Father. Your mighty frontier grows weaker by the moment. The ambassador tells him not to call him father. He's an outcast, no longer his son. Why have you returned? Sir tells him that he has returned for the good of all Rylands. This guy thinks he's doing Henry V, doesn't he? It's a weird, like, mixture of suddenly being like a child Mm -hmm. as well. But he's very Shakespearean in his his delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some would welcome him, the ambassador says. His cult has been put down and his followers are few and scattered. Zur gets angry and says the League is not their equal. Oh, well, the ambassador says that's for the Rylands to decide, not a child. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, but this is a child that has caught your master spy. Now, this, when this, the this sc- next bit is a bit full on for a kid's movie, isn't it? Yeah, I thought so. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because one of the view screen changes, and then there's an image of a beaten Ryland spy, and then he screams as a laser melts his head. <laughs> it literally does melt his head. <laughs> I don't remember it looking this gruesome. No. It's quite no. nasty. Yes. Mm. Hear me, Rylands. When the green moon of Galan is eclipsed, mm-hmm. Ryland will be invaded. Can you imagine me going, so when's that then? Can, can you give us a date? The eclipse this year, is it on a Friday? Right, or is it a Saturday? Because it's a leap year. Is it a leap year? Zer, Zer, is it? Oh, bugger, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to be invaded? I don't know. Go check a calendar. <laughs> yeah, it is all a bit vague. Yeah. Yeah, he just said Friday. It would have been helpful. The image dissolves in laughter. Not like people are laughing at the images it dissolves. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. The guy, because he's a nutter, he's one of those going to invade you. <laughs> Can you imagine if he, if, if his minion failed to hit the dissolve button? He's just ah 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 ah
<laughs> I imagine he's like, I imagine that's what he does anyway. He's like, Raylan will be invaded. Ha, 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 ha. Are we off? <sighs> well, the thing is, when, when we get to the point where we see him with the Krill, they're called the Krill, aren't they? The Krill, the race that yeah. he's with, they kind of treat him like he's a bit of a prick anyway, don't they? They're all kind of... Well, they're only working with him because they think they could help him get what they yeah, want. Yeah, and they're kind of like, oh. Every time he talks, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because he's big on. He's got a big staff. He's got it? a big staff. I don't mean he's got lots of people employed. It's not a, it, although he it, does. It's not a staff. It's a scepter. Ooh, sounded like Zur yeah. then. You did, except camp. Do I? Do I have to start laughing? Century, <laughs> 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 yeah. uh. <laughs> Century nervously laughs now and turns to Alex. You still want to go and miss all the excitement? And we cut to Centuri's ship leaving. Mm-hmm. Centuri's moaning about Alex as he sits quietly in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. We cut to the frontier. A vast armada is moving through space. Inside, a crew member delivers a scepter to Zua. He does. A scepter, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just like your leaders on Conan. On Conan? Isn't <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. Like, I got confused. Okay. Just like your leaders on Conan, the barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it, Commander? He says. The commander says he takes more than a scepter to rule, even on Rylands. And like you said, there's some kind of antagonism going on between yeah. them. And then a blade shoots out the scepter. He does. He's got a big pointy bit. Yeah. It's not. It's not very practical, then, though, is it? Looks heavy. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Is it for show or is it an actual weapon? I think he thinks it's a bit of both. Ah, yeah. Yeah. okay. And then a phrase that has been uttered on this podcast many a time is said by one of the crewmen. How long must we endure this food? <laughs> I've never said that. <laughs> oh, there you go. A crewman detects a break in the frontier. Fire the meteor gun, says the commander. Yes. Zura gets annoyed. He reminds the commander that he is in charge by the will of the Emperor, that only he knows the location of the Starfighter base and the details of the barrier, that only he will give the order to fire. Oh, forgive me, says the commander. Zura gives the order. And then meteors fire out. So this, this gun so. fires rocks. They're just fr- <laughs> So basically they're throwing rocks not, at the... It's not surprising they lose in the end, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> Here, have this. But did you? you I do like um, the the Lord Krill's little um, eyeglass thing that 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 manoeuvres in front of his eye for you know reasons. He likes using it. He likes using it as well, doesn't he? What reasons? He uses it a lot. I don't know because it. For what good. reasons? It, it kind of goes. <laughs> Back at Starfighter Command, they pick up the incoming objects. These rocks are heading for the base. They're under attack. Mm-hmm. Fire the repulsor cannons. Meanwhile, we see the close-up of somebody <laughs> attaching a bomb. Do we ever find out who this is? It's the guy that was moaning in his own language when um, Alex first turned up at the Star Command place. Yeah, what I meant was nobody else finds out, though, no, right? No, we never see him again. So oh, I'm no. guessing he, okay. he, 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 he slips away or he dies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this bomb explodes, taking out the repulsor gun controls. The meteors hit the Starfighter Command, sending huge explosions into the sky. Nice. Zua celebrates 
but is told that one starfighter has escaped. He flips his scepter out, doesn't he? <laughs> I beg your pardon? He flips it out right in front of him. Oh. Shameless. Yeah, you get dragged off the bridge for doing that. <laughs> he does later. Oh, it's true, <laughs> yeah. Back on Earth, Alex is watching as Centuria appears to be fixing his ship. Alex says it's only a few miles from home. He can walk it. He says bye and starts to leave. Centuria throws an object to him, tells him it's to be used if you have a second change of heart. Just tap it. Alex doesn't want it. I'm just a kid from a trailer park, he says. If that's what you think, replies Centuria, then that's all we'll ever be. Mm-hmm. It's late. Alex arrives home. He sees Maggie and goes to tell her what happened. She slaps him and says, I told you, me and my strange sexual urgings weren't talking to you anymore. What, what did I miss? <laughs> did you bring, brought back memories? No. I, okay. I what are you talking about? He's left dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. Goes to his room. Lewis is snoring away. He sits on his bed, but hears a noise from it. Something is under the covers. It's another Alex. It is. It's the beta unit copy of Alex. He's like a courtesy unit, a simoloid or something they call it. Something like that. It's, it's basically the simoloid. guy that was in the car with Centauri earlier, isn't he? Yeah, and he's taken over Alex's like physique mm-hmm. and mannerisms yeah. and pretends to be Alex so they won't know he's away. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, a stranger has been given a lift to the trailer park. As he walks past the arcade machine, he pulls out a futuristic-looking gun. The arcade machine starts to make a sound. And he looks at it. Lights emanate from inside, and it starts to pull at his face. And it rips the humanoid face off to reveal that he's an alien. Did you notice who the actor was before he changed into the alien? Yeah, Woody Allen. Uh, no. Surprised. <laughs> no, it wasn't Woody <laughs> Allen. It was, uh, it was the guy that played Gold Ducat from DS9. The Cardassian. That's the one, yes. So why did the game take away his disguise? Because um, the game is a early warning device as well that protects the beta unit. Okay, so is this in the movie or is this just uh, you? I, I just made that you up. Just made, oh, okay. I'm, I'm doing what you did. I, I'm perfectly fine with it. I just wanted to clarify. Oh, okay. No, no, know, it's not in the movie. Where we, where we yeah. stood, you know. Okay. Yeah, it's not mentioned. Why? Okay. Back in Alex's room, he wants to know what his doppelganger did to Maggie. Mm-hmm. Beta Alex reveals that Maggie stuck a tongue in his ear. Alex gets annoyed and tells him he's going back with Centuri. He wakes up Lewis and tells him... Oh, he, he wakes up Lewis because he's shouting, but tells Lewis to go back to sleep or tell mum about the playboys. Alex throws on a jacket and heads out. You're blowing it, says Beta Alex. Lewis looks over the bed. What the shit? Because he sees the Peter Alex sitting there, but he's just seen Alex leave. That would that would mess with your mind at that age, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outside, Alex is trying to contact Centuri. He hears the arcade machine. It's going crazy, and a voice says, "Greetings, Starfighter." Alex stops, looks around, and dirt starts to fall on top of him, and he looks up into a face of an alien. Now, is this dirt? Because I thought it was like weird alien dribble. Oh, it could be weird alien dribble. I just assumed it was dirt off the roof of the... But we, but we get it again in a minute, don't we? Yeah, but it's, it's more roof. There's a lot of roof it's more, in this film. It's more, it's more, it's more, it's more roof dirt. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I've called it alien dribble. 
So. Oh, that's fine. You can call it alien dribble. I shall call it alien dribble. Okay. I prefer alien dribble. I know to you roof do. Dirt. Hey. So the alien assassin tries to grab Alex, but Alex runs and hides behind a van. He grabs a plank of wood. I'm not doing anything jokes about wood. No, Is that I'm what you're just, waiting I'm for? Just, I'm, no, I was just leaving you a gap, just in case oh. you wanted to. You know. Nope. Hesitantly, he looks around, but the assassin has disappeared. Ooh. But suddenly, more droplets land on his shoulder, more alien dribble. Dirt. Or roof dirt. Would yeah, could be either way. We'll go either way. It's the worst assassin ever, though. Yeah, everywhere he goes, he's just kicking either roof dirt or alien dribble. Around. Yeah. The assassin is atop the van. The assassin aims his weapon at him, but out walks Beta, and the assassin takes a shot at him, and he misses. Alex takes cover under the truck. When Centauri's car, stroke ship, drives into the park, Centauri trades shots with the assassin of actually blowing off the alien's arm. Yeah, it's a good shot. It is a good shot, yes. And it falls, seemingly dead. The arm? The arm, the body, both. You you can't trust an alien, can you? Uh, Whoa, sorry, Trump. And, you know, I said it and I thought, whoa, I shouldn't have said that. Shit. Um, Foul stench, says Centauri. Take a good look, Alex. You can bet your asteroids you'll be seeing more of them. That's a good line. I like that. Yeah, but he's probably he's probably had a case of the asteroids. Well, haven't That's we all? he says it. Yeah. Haven't we all? Yeah. They get more as we get older, Colin, don't yeah. they? It's worse when they become meteorites. I'm sure you can get a cream for it. Maybe. Alien dribble. Ooh, no, you don't want to use that. <laughs> Why not? It makes them glow green. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll and then they that. hatch. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind my asteroids hatching at some point. Yeah, and then you get little little aliens that you have to look after. Yeah, we'll, we'll scratch that. I've been there. Don't want to do that. Yeah, no. Um, Centauri tells Alex that it was a a, a, a Zanozand. Yeah, I think he's just making shit up now. No, that's what he says. A Zanozand. No, not him. I'm I'm saying that um, Centauri's just making stuff up. Well, he, he he is a bit of a shady character, so he, he could well be. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he's an interstellar hit beast. An interstellar hit beast. Yes. All right. That that can't shoot two kids. <laughs> I was thinking, isn't isn't Interstellar Hit Beast the, the name you used to roll with back in the day, Colin? It is. I was known as the Interstellar Hit Beast. Yes. <laughs> That's right. When I used to wear the jewellery. When you used to wear the, the jewellery. The medallion and the hairy chest. The purple suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently he was sent by Zur and that there'll be more of them on the way. Hmm. You could get a whole band of interstellar hit beasts, couldn't you? Yeah. For, like, musical group? Yeah. Different instruments? Yeah, or, or doing, like, little dance routines kind of thing as they're singing. Well, you could, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Not sure well, why you'd want to. Well, they'd be better at doing this than they are at being assassins, because there's not much cop at that, is there, really? Yeah, they are rubbish. Yeah. 
But as they talk, the alien comes around and somehow makes his severed arm raise its gun. He fires. Centauri blocks the shot and destroys the alien for good this time with a volley of shots from his own gun. But even though Centauri insists he's fine, it looks like he could be gravely wounded. Oh, wounded gravely. Wounded gravely, yes. Or wounded with gravy. Can you be wounded with gravy? I guess if it's heart. Well, it depends on the gravy, doesn't it? What the hell kind of gravy are you making? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's gravy and then there's gravy. No, it's just gravy. No, there's, there's you know, no, oh, come on. There's, there's, there's gravy and then there's right. gravy. Yeah, just saying the word with a no, different no, intonation no, does get, not make no. it different. There's gravy yeah. and then there's gravy. You can make gravy, you can make gravy, or you can make gravy. So is that, you just repeat, no, you're no, having a stroke, no, mate. No, the people, people listening understand what I mean. Nobody understands what they you do. mean. They do. No, there's, are you telling me that real gravy, real gravy, yeah. is the same as Bisto, for example? No, now you're using different words. Yeah, but I'm saying there's gravy and then there's gravy. Oh, I see. You know, what that's what I'm getting at. No. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Losing my patience. Move on. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just take stock of your life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if anything good came out of that, don't, it was don't do fact... it. Don't do it. What? I wasn't going to do anything. Oh, okay. All okay. right. Alex finally realised, or realised, that he needs to go back with Centauri. Beta wishes him luck, and he sets off with Centauri. Yep. On the flight back, a badly wounded Centauri tries to raise command, but there's no response. As they land onto a badly damaged landing bay, Centauri passes out. Grig greets Alex, and as they speak to Centauri, trying to reassure him that they finally have his money, he dies. Yeah, I could have, it's the end of him. I could have sound is it? Apparently. Yeah. Don't give it away. I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to give it away. Grig sadly closes Centauri's eyes and whispers, until the next dimension, friend. Yeah, that's his catchphrase, right? He's got quite a few. That's his main one. He keeps talking about the other dimension. That's what they believe in, though, isn't it? That's what he believes in. Okay. Okay. Not say they all do. Maybe some have different, you know, beliefs. Uh, 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 don't go. Don't go saying everyone believes it just oh, because Greek uh, does. Are you, you just... accusing me of of Greek uh, generalizing his his? his... Yes. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Generalizing his race. Ooh, we're getting into that now, are we? All right. Okay. His entire planet. <laughs> Could have millions of belief systems. I'm not saying that we should build a wall around them. No, well, they already got one. They're the ones who built it. <laughs> Is that the frontier? Yeah. Okay. The barrier. All right. So, Alex's older mentor gives his life to help him achieve his potential. Kind of reminds me of something else. Karate Kid. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? What is it that it makes you think of? Well, you know, older, wiser mentor gives his life, 
so that his young prodigy can 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 reach his potential. Pretty woman. That's the one. Yes. Yes. Ah, okay. All right. So back on Earth, Beta wakes in his uh, bed to weird bug noises. But it's just a moth. It seems his ears are malfunctioning. Yeah, yeah. And then he turns the light on and the moth goes away. That's right. Which is not what moths do. No, no, no. They go, ooh, light. Oh, do they? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Have you never seen those camp moths? Quite, quite, quite expressive, these moths. <laughs> Surprisingly so. Yes. It's amazing you could get to sleep with all these moths going, ooh, <laughs> look at this light. Well, in all fairness, they don't last long. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> all these moths. Ooh. <laughs> they, they don't last very long, so, yeah. Right. <clears throat> Thank goodness for that. Yes, yes. So he performs an ear job on himself. Yeah, and you know that the actor, when he came back to do this part, the reshoots for this, he was sick. Yes, and um, he'd also changed his hairstyle as well, hadn't he? Yeah, so they had to put lots of makeup on him to make him look less unwell. Didn't they? They included a lot more beta stuff after test audiences said that they liked it as well. More, more. Yeah, that's got to be weird when they, when they, when they're like, we don't like you when you're being your other character, but when you're being that android guy, <laughs> that says it all, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird one, isn't it? So Beta takes off his own head, which reverts to the appearance of a shop mannequin. What the head does, or the body? The head. It looks. It's. It, oh. It's not the best. Um, uh, prop. When he's carrying yeah. it, and puts it down yeah, on the it's table. Not, it's not okay. The best. And he puts it on the table and he starts to work on it. Meanwhile, Lewis wakes up and he can't believe his own eyes. What the hell's going on, he asks. But Beta tells him he's having a nightmare and to go back to sleep. That kid's, that kid's in therapy for the rest of his life. Yeah, probably. He's just, yeah, or he's trying to take people's heads but off. But he's just seen his big brother take his own head off and then it spoke to him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, disturbed. Suddenly... Beta sees what looks like a shooting star fall down to Earth through his window. Well, not through his window. But... No, that'd be yeah. weird. Back at Star Command, Alex suits up, and he and Greg climb aboard the prototype Starfighter. Now, this is the only this is the only one that's left, isn't it? Yes, yes, they only built one prototype, and it's uh, mm -hmm. more advanced than every other ship, which makes you wonder why they just didn't build more of these. <laughs> yeah, that that see that prototype over there. Let's just build lots of that. Yeah, instead of these other ones. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, no. And they're lucky this that is... all these other ships blew up except for the prototype. They are, and this prototype's got uh, special features that we'll yeah. talk about. Yeah, yeah, it does it does. So Grig is the pilot, and Alex is the gunner. No, Alex, wait. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's his job. He's just a gunner, right? He's just a gunner, yeah. <sighs> Which kind of makes sense from playing the Yeah, computer. I guess so, yeah, because mm -hmm. you don't control the, the flying of the arcade machine. Yeah, there's, there's a word rails. for it, isn't there? It's on rails. Yeah, that's, what, that's it, yeah. yeah. All right. So Grig talks him through the gunnery controls, which cleverly resemble um, the arcade machine that he's been playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, the arcade machine cleverly resembles the guns of the ship. Yeah, same, same either way. Yeah. Uh, cheaper that way. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> but Grig explains that um, Alex should never use the big red button. It's called Death Blossom. A weapon of last resort. So don't use it ever, ever. Sounds- Are you listening to me? Don't ever use it, no matter it's- what. Sounds like a Japanese heavy metal band. Death Blossom. <laughs> an, old, an old girl heavy metal band. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's those kind of names they have, right? Death Blossom. Mm-hmm. I bet there is really? a band. I bet there's a band called Death Blossom. If they're not, if there's not, we should start it. Yeah. We could be two Svengalis, you know, molding. Oh, maybe not. No, let's. Let, uh, yeah. no, no, let's not go with this. <laughs> yeah, Whatever we'll, this we'll, is we'll going. Leave we'll leave that. So as they launch, Grig kindly explains that all the other starfighters and pilots were killed in the attack. You'd be like, hey, what? Hey? Yeah, hold on a second. I've already said we should just compromise. Mm-hmm. You've, you've got my gifts. Although they're what blown they... up. They were by the what door, do... but they're all gone now. What does Grig think he's going to do? Well, he just wants to go down in a blaze of glory, right? I think that's what it is, isn't it? He doesn't really believe that they're going to achieve anything, does he? i tell you why. Because back home, Grieg has 6,000 little Grieglings. <laughs> so quite frankly, He's going down in a blaze out. of glory. Yeah. <laughs> you should just go home. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll stay. I got a lot of admin to do. Yeah, you know. definitely. Yeah. yeah. So Alex is less than impressed at being only one ship, but Grig is overjoyed. I've always wanted to fight a desperate battle against incredible odds. I think I'd take my chances with the dribbly alien. To be honest. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. 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 So, ne- so next, Grig asks Alex if he wants to squeeze off a few rounds. <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we? Nope. <laughs> just you, pal. You know I'm going to do this, and and yet you know, doesn't what? matter. Nothing. You, you know, you you know, you know what I'm going to work with. You know. Yeah. You know if there's if there's smut, I'm going to find it. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Even where there isn't any. Exactly, it's what yeah. I do. You do what you yeah. do, I'll do what I do. Yeah. So, um, Alex has some target practice with projectiles that Grig launches. Mm, yeah, he's not that great, but he gets the hang of it pretty quickly. Yeah, he, he, he finally destroys them all after a few attempts. Yeah. So it's morning on Earth, and Beta is helping Otis put up a TV aerial. Um, but he has a weird feeling that he's being watched. Yeah. Suddenly, Maggie taps him on the shoulder, and he drops the aerial, much to Otis's annoyance. See, this is the classic, do the job badly and you won't be asked again tactic. Ah, one you've perfected. Absolutely. I, I mean, Well, I mean, not no. perfected. I mean, made it, you can't perfect anything, because then... That's perfection. So you, you've done a really bad job of being really bad at something. But that in that's itself it is perfection. So. Oh, yeah, that's tricky. It's yeah. a quandary. It is, it is. You can mess with your mind, that will. Yeah. You'll be up all night thinking about that. I won't. 
But this is something that the real Alex could learn a lot from. Yeah, that's true. If yeah. you just, just like, oh, well, yeah, I have no idea. I could do it, but it'd probably kill you. Yeah, exactly. I'd blow your, blow your old caravan up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He, he never get asked again. And he can do whatever he wants. He can go to the lake. He can hang out with Maggie. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Can you smell anything? He asks her. That's your chat up line, isn't it? <laughs> Not on a first date. Oh, um, no, you wait a couple before you bring that one out. I'll wait the big I'll... guns. The big guns, pal. I'll wait till I've married them. The golden them. lines. Them. them? Yeah, what are you? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a bigamist. Hang on. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so she apologises for slapping him and says that she can make it up to him tonight at the lake. And this causes Beta to raise his eyebrows, which confuses him a little bit. He's confused by his own eyebrows rising? He is, he is. He doesn't understand why he's doing it. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing that this beta character takes on the attributes of whatever he's mimicking, even if he doesn't understand the emotions or... My advice is not to think about it too much. Okay, we'll do that then. Okay. But suddenly we cut to a view through some high-tech binoculars. He's being watched. It's another... Another? Another? <laughs> Is this an alien? <laughs> yeah, it's another dribbly alien assassin. So, why do these aliens just land where their target is? Why do they keep landing miles away? They have to get lifts. <laughs> Maybe it's a challenge. Well, the ch- what's the challenge? See if you can get there. Is it like like? Yeah. Challenge Annika. Well, if if the good guys are making computer games, maybe the bad guys are making sort of like reality TV. So you got 15 hours to find your target who's somewhere mm-hmm. in this area. And then they land like miles away and then they have to get yeah. out. They're not given anything, no clues to who yeah. it is, and then they have to go find them. That, that's a good idea. Yeah, all right. Yeah. That, that would be prime time on a Saturday night on ITV in this country. Yeah. Get Anton Deck involved. You've got a winner. There you go. So a police car passes the alien by. Grig goes through the plan, knocking out a communications turret to disable all the fighters. Alex points out that that's all well and good, but they have to get through the fighters to reach the turret in the first place. Yeah. He's thinking now. It's hard not to say Greg when it's Greg, right? I'm pretty sure that I probably said Greg. Yeah, I find it hard not to say Greg. Mm-hmm. But Greg says, or Greg, says, I'll have it all figured out before we reach the frontier. Suddenly an alarm sounds. What's that? asks Alex. The frontier, says Greg. That, that, that's a good gag. Yeah, it is. I like it. Yeah. 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 So a cargo ship approaches, and as Greg tries to hail them, it fires back. This is Alex's first live target. So they give chase into the asteroid, and they fight, and Alex destroys them finally. But he's less than impressed at Grig's recklessness. Grig apologises and offers to take him home. You'll probably live a long life on Earth, he says sadly, at least until the Kodan reach Earth. And turning the ship around, they head for home. Yeah, because Alex is like, well, that could be ages off. Alex annoys me at this part in the film because he keeps saying... You could get me killed. I could be killed. He doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to realise that Greg could be killed too. Yeah. 
I think the writer, writer should have said, had him shout like we could have been killed. It would have made him a bit more, you know, nicer. But he, he's not a very, um, he's not a very relatable character anyway. He's a no, bit, I he's guess quite, not. He's quite selfish. Yeah, yeah. And devoid of, of most human emotions, at least in his face. Yeah, yeah, he sounds familiar. Mm. Who does he remind me of? Well, carry on. It'll come to me later. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Yeah. So back on Earth, Beta is with Maggie and the gang in the back of a truck heading to the lake. Mm-hmm. Maggie is concerned that Alex is acting a little bit weird. He should be having fun and laughing. Not understanding, Beta just laughs uncontrollably. Yeah, like zoo. I didn't like lo- it. You didn't like it. Was just going. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I thought it was. It was meant. I know it's meant to be funny, but it wasn't funny, and it was just a bit weak. It's kind of a thing you, everything every show does with a robot or an alien. Like I'm sure there's an episode of TNG where Data does that. Yes, definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the truck speeds past a patrolman who is taking a pee behind a billboard. Is it one of the letters on the billboard? So he rushes back to his car, but the dribbly alien is in the back, and he kills him and assumes his appearance. Ooh. What? Wait, the cop kills the dribbling alien? No, the alien... The, the, this the, film's changed? The, the, no, the alien kills the cop. Oh, okay. And, and takes on his appearance. Okay. Okay. Back in space, Grig and Alex are flying through more asteroid caverns. Grig says it reminds him of home and pulls out family photos of his wife, wifeoid and little Griglings. Yeah. That sounds like a niche adult movie, doesn't it? One you did enjoy. <laughs> Why Floyd and Little Griglings? Yeah. yeah right. But but also, like, the pictures, they, they flip on their own. But yeah, they, th- it's, it's like a little computer screen, isn't it? Yeah, but it only shows the same three pictures. It just stops on the same three. And you're like, can I see the others? Also, if he's got 6,000 Griglings... He's obviously got his favourites. He favorites. should have 6,000 pictures. But he's got his favourites, obviously. Oh, yeah. so he's only pictures of the favourites, right? I mean, it's like if you've got four kids. I mean, you're only going to have the pictures of, like, your favourite kid, aren't you? Right, okay. You're not going to take the ones of pictures of... I mean, you're going to acknowledge that, you know, they're there and you love them, but, you know, they're, they're not, the, they're not the, the best ones, are they? Yeah. I, I, I don't think we're the people to be judging this. I don't have kids and you have one. <laughs> I know people that have more than one, though, so, you know. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, so you're saying they have favourites. Who are they? I'm and what not, are the so kids I'm, called I'm not, the favourites? <laughs> don't, don't, no, don't put me on the spot, Colin. That's not okay. very nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Gr- Grig asks about Alex's family, and he pulls out pics of his family and Maggie, explaining that he lives in a mobile home that never goes anyplace. Static. He starts to tell Grig about some of the caves that he and his brother used to play hide-and-seek in, when something occurs to him. That they could hide in the asteroid, in the cave, and let the fleet pass by, and then hit the turret from behind, taking them by surprise. It's a good plan. It is a good plan. It is a good plan. But Grig says that it's, uh, it's a pity that there's no starfighters left to carry it out. Wink, wink. Yeah. Now, at this point, wouldn't it be funny if Alex just went, yeah, yeah, it would, and take me home. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Good, good luck with that plan, <sighs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. Suddenly, more ships appear and another space battle begins. Alex destroys them all. Yeah, he's good now. He's, he's getting he's, he's to, getting better. Yeah. He's getting better. Yeah, he's got the hang of it. Mm-hmm. The turret, we should point out the torrent is very Star Warsy. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the um, it's Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon bit with the with the Tie Fighters, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? How we keep yeah. uh, bringing that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grig plots a course for Earth, but Alex has had a change of heart. He's decided to go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Otherwise, that would have been a weird end to the film. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Just finishes him when going back. <laughs> and then Greek screaming as he dies in a fiery <laughs> explosion. It, hey, if it were made in the 70s, that's what they would have done. That's true. And the music kicks in. Mm-hmm. Over a star field of floating body parts. Grig just driving his starfighter full speed into a, an armada of Kodan uh, yeah, warships. Doing that, doing that Muttley laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, back on Earth, the gang are having fun at the lake as the alien disguised as a cop arrives. Now, Maggie and Beta are having a, a bit of a cuddle under a blanket, and, and it's all going wrong. She sits up in disgust. What's wrong, he asks. Shall I put my tongue in your ear now? Now, you've tried this approach, Colin, haven't you? Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm kind of new at these gland games, says Beta. <laughs> gland games? That's not, you don't call them that. I don't, I don't say to, to my wife, do you fancy some gland games tonight, love? It's like the Olympics. Right, okay. Yeah. Do you want to explain the international that? International wanna... gland games. <laughs> you you couldn't do that now, could you? You'd have to wear a mask. Yeah, you would. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. It's like you're a million miles away, replies Maggie. So Beta uses his super hearing to listen to another couple, and he copies some of the cheesy lines that he hears, like, you're my Juliet, my Venus. And it's, got... it's interesting they gave him super hearing, but not super anything else. Yeah, because he's not much of a fighter, is he? No, he's not got super strength, no. super speed. He's kind of pointless, really. Yeah, he's, well, he's just there to, to be a target. So why has he got super? Why has he got super hearing? Yeah, he's, he's. Oh, I guess so he can hear him being approached, and then he can run away. Okay, so he can run away. <laughs> okay. It would work for us. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it's starting to go better until he uses the line all the other girls meant nothing to me and he finishes with shall I talk dirty now to you and this ends up in a slap to the face yeah second one is well no first one he's had because the other Alex got it last Mm -hmm. time but lurking in the shadows is the alien assassin he aims his weapon when Beta gives up with Maggie and decides to tell the truth about who he really is and where Alex really is, she takes it rather well. Yeah, she does. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really sure he's supposed to tell her. Kind of defeats the object of him being there. Yeah, because he's supposed to be this um, um, decoy, really, that's supposed to blend in and not and not give himself away, isn't he? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the minute things don't go well with him, with a woman, he's like... Oh, I'll tell you everything. 
maybe at that point he's just thinking, you know, if, if, if I can get a result from just telling the truth, I'll... I'll... Yeah, plus Alex is probably dead. <laughs> so... <laughs> this could be his life forevermore, couldn't it? That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right, yeah. So after listening to all this, the assassin fires one shot, hitting Beta before running away. Maggie is shocked to see exposed circuitry inside Beta's wound before he starts to give chase. Now, I didn't like this because it, it felt like something that was a bit of a throwback to like what everyone thinks androids probably look like in the 70s. You well, know, it's weird because he's robotic, but when he was farmed, it was all synthetic. Yeah, and yeah. So it, it, it should have been just, like, chemicals. and Maybe you could do weird coloured organs and stuff, but... He, he does have a bit of a spurty thing. Green, stu- green yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, so maybe so, he's part synthetic... Synthetic? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe he's part synthetic and part... Well, part organic and part mechanical. So yeah, maybe the okay. outside's organic, yeah, but the yeah, inside's yeah. mechanical. Yeah. Biomechanical. That's the one. Yes, it just it, it it did look a bit a bit weak though. I thought I thought like like small wonder. What? Small wonder that comedy show with the little girl that's a robot. Oh God, yeah, I've forgotten all about that. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely, yeah. That was a deep cut though. Yeah, was, wasn't it? <laughs> I've forgotten all about that one. Um, so the assassin drives off in the police car and Beta explains that he needs to be stopped before he can report in but Maggie insists on coming with Beta and they jump into the truck and set off and this is that moment in all of these kind of movies where someone witnesses something fantastical and within a few moments they just go with it there's kind of, it's kind of there's a moment in Star Trek 4 isn't there that's kind of the same were right. Were she beams up to the ship, and then within two seconds, she's she's completely accepted it. So you wouldn't. Wouldn't you? In reality, you'd be shitting yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah, but you'd accept what you're seeing is true, right? Would you? Would it? Would a I real would. person just just go with it? Like, yeah. Not to the yeah. extent that Maggie does in this movie. I don't. Also. Yeah, but do you want to spend another extra forty minutes of her going? Well, I don't believe. Well, you. I know going, that well, it's I, real. I know it that the movie has to expediate it. I know that. I understand that. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a conceit of these kind of movies, isn't it? Right. You know, yeah. that's all I'm saying. I, I think I believe it. Oh well, that's just that's just you. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would be gibbering in the corner. I just take it in my stride. Oh, if aliens abducted you, you'd take something, Colin. Trust me. Oh, aliens don't abduct me. I abduct them. <laughs> oh, big talk. All right, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, a really tough when it comes to talk about aliens. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> take you all on. You'll be laughing on the other side of your face if a big light comes shining through your window later, won't you? That's probably because they've surgically moved my mouth. <laughs> Okay, all right. So back in space, Zura is ready to invade. Although the Kodans are of a mind to be more cautious. But Zura launches into full overacting mode and orders the invasion. He really goes for it, doesn't yeah. he? He does, yeah. When he ramps it up, he's, he's, he's full on. Yeah, like he's been kicked in the Godans. Exactly. 
Very nice, yes. So off they go while Alex and Grig hide inside the asteroid, watching them pass. And back on Earth, the assassin reaches his communication equipment and begins to send a signal. On the Kodan ship, they begin to receive it. But Beta and Maggie are speeding towards the assassin. Beta tells Maggie that on his signal, they both jump from the truck and he'll crash into the assassin, blowing him up. It's a good plan. It is. hope she survives. Back on the Kodan ship, the message is slowly coming through. Why does it take so long? Well, it's a big distance from Earth to the But it's, Kodan it's coming through in center. like bits of words, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's how it works, pal. All right, okay. Is it like when they used to do Morse code? Yeah, it's exactly oh, like okay. that. Okay, yeah. all right. It begins to read, The last starfighter is... <laughs> yeah just as well what is it i'll get to it just as oh. just as beta whispers you owe me one alex and rams the assassin sacrificing himself as he and the assassin explode which is his job i guess that's why he doesn't really care about it yeah I guess he maybe the reason why that he was having so much trouble with Maggie is because he doesn't have emotions. So when Alex comes back to Earth, do, does Centauri have to strangle Beta Alex if he was still around? <laughs> <laughs> does he tell him he's taking him to a farm? Oh, come with me. We're yeah, that's to... a dark moment, yeah. isn't it, in the film? <laughs> Just blows the back of his head off. Because, well, we don't need him now. I have to do this all the time. Every week. Well, luckily, we don't we don't get that because Beta dies no. in a fireball. Yeah, he does it. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe being shot in the back of the head by Centauri would have been better than dying in a fiery mess of metal and stuff, you know? Yeah, it's possible, yeah. yeah. Back on the Kodan ship, the message ends and the Kodan officers are puzzled. But good old Zur... He's kind of a, a glass half full kind of guy. And he assumes that the message must have been the last Starfighter is dead. Let's push on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we, we know what his glass is half full of. <laughs> Bullshit. Oh. Fine wine. Fine wine, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the finest of wines. Finally, the command ship passes overhead and Grig points out the command turret. The time has come. Good luck, Starfighter, he tells Alex. Alex takes one last look at his picture of Maggie, while simultaneously Maggie, in a sweeping zoom shot with her hair blowing majestically in the wind, looks up at the sky and says, I love you, Alex Rogan. It's powerful stuff, right? Yeah, it's poetic. It is. It, it, it's slightly more poetic the way I wrote it than it is in the... But it looks good. Yeah, nothing good. wrong with it. It's fine. It's a nice shot, actually, when it zooms in on her. Oh, you like it? I did. I thought it was a good shot, yeah. Yeah. So, powering up the Starfighter, they emerge from the asteroid and approach the command ship from behind. <laughs> uh. <laughs> to, to be honest, I thought you was going to do that 40 minutes ago when, you first, when the plan first appeared. Uh, I almost did. But then I left it. I thought, I'll, I'll do it where I wrote S it. Save the gold, Paul. Exactly. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Save the gold. Mm -hmm. don't, don't waste it. Mm -hmm. Don't spread that stuff around. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. You've got to be selective. You know. Oh, yes. Yes. On the bridge, the Kodans pick up... 
Whenever I say codans, it sounds like I'm talking about some kind of painkiller, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. The codans. On the bridge, the codans pick up the starfighter on their scanners, and Lord Krill gets to menacingly use his eyeglass thingy again as he looks at Zer angrily. He does the little... Yeah. What does it do? Zzz. All right, okay. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> so the Maybe he's got bad eyesight. In one eye. In one eye. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the last starfighter is dead, eh? You prick. I, I made that last pick up. Yeah, I don't remember that bit in the yeah. film. That's what he's thinking, though. It is, yeah. That's yeah. what everyone's thinking. Pretty much. So Lord Krill orders Zer arrested, and he's dragged off, kicking and screaming. Krill orders all the guns to fire on the starfighter, but they miss. All the guns miss. Yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible shots. They are, yeah. They're as good as their assassins. How did this Kodan army get to be such a threat? Because they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not bringing much to the party, really, are they? Maybe it's just the size that people assumed they were good. Uh, we've all been there, eh? Yeah, so everyone just surrendered. Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah you can say it again, it won't get funnier. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ignored it, so... <laughs> I know, there's a reason. You should have realised what that was and not said it a second time. <laughs> Alex destroys the turret, then launches missiles at the rest of the command ship. It's rocked with explosions... Rocked with explosions. Yeah. But, like a, like but, a hurricane. Like a what? Like a hurricane. It's rocked like oh, a, a hurricane. hurricane. Okay. It's a deep deep cut for our rock fans out there. Oh, or our hurricane fans. Possibly, possibly. For, for the ones that love a bit of weather. A bit of what? Weather. Bit of weather. Bit of weather. Bit of weather, all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like a little sprinkle. <laughs> Do you? I'm just saying they do. Oh, right, okay. The, the, yeah. Our weather fans. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's <laughs> rocked with explosions, and Zer manages to escape his uh, guards, finishing them off with his uh, scepter. It, and he knocks the helmet off one, and it has some weird shrimp-like face with boogly eyes. Yeah, I also think they should have taken that scepter off of him when they arrested him. They should have done. And that's real, that's, like, you know, basic... Policing, right? Yeah, but we've we've established that these codans they're not much they're not much cop, uh, are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Zer jumps into an escape pod and buggers off. Sequel anyone? No. I, I still think you're being very polite about him. You keep calling him Sir. <laughs> sir jumps into a Would Sir like to escape with his scepter? D- didn't you think that um when he jumps into the escape pod, and, uh, uh, and uh, again, it reminds you of a certain other bad guy in, in a certain movie that uh, somehow manages to escape the destruction of his entire army at the end of a film. On Palumpas in Wizard of Oz. That's the one, oh. yes. You really don't want to upset him, do you? <laughs> <laughs> So on the bridge, everything is exploding and shaking. Everything has gone to shit for the Kodans. Mm. The fighters are no longer in contact with the command ship, so they have to launch a visual-only visual attack. I'm not quite sure 
how is this a bad thing? It is the implication that the pilots aren't that good, that they need to be linked together from the command ship? Well, I assume space is vast, so you can't see where the enemy is. But he's flying like right next to him. Um, do they have windows? I, I well, yeah. Can't they just look out the window and see where he is? Yeah. Or maybe. I mean, he's managing, ah, he's ah, managing no, all right. No, ha! Ah, they have been using computers for so long now that they've lost the ability to rely on their own senses. That would make sense because they do have kind of a computer-type voice when they speak, don't they? The, the, the minions. There we go. There we go. That's good enough for me. So Alex decides to use Death Blossom. Sorry. I was just rehearsing for Death Blossom. Yeah. Panels in the Starfighter open up, exposing small cannons. Oh, is that a line from one of the songs? <laughs> <laughs> Panels <Wait>, open <laughs> up. <laughs> All that hurt. <laughs> oh, I, take a drink. Take a drink. I haven't got um, any. Oh, dear. Suck, suck on... Just keep going. <laughs> suck, suck on some of your ice. I haven't got any. You've got ice? All right. It's so boiling in here, ice just turns into steam instantly. <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, I'll speed it up. Grig warns Alex not to trigger the DB. He calls it the DB as well. Oh, I, yeah, I thought that meant the deep bass. <laughs> yes. Don't trigger the deep bass. <laughs> We've got all 90s. Um, not to trigger the DB until the exact right moment. Until then, he should just use standard lasers. I mean, there's, there's no point blowing your load too soon, is there? No, not this no. time. No. It's not a weekend. Alex... I'm not going... I'm not touching that. <laughs> oh, yes. Don't look at me like that. Keep going. Alex, Alex mutters a few lines from the computer game before gripping the controls and charging the Starfighter at the bad guy's fighters. What, what are the lines? Insert 25 cents now. <laughs> that would <laughs> be a weird That would be line, funny if that's what he mutters, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And we get a space battle, and it, it looked good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Alex and Grid take on all the fighters. Suddenly, Alex's weapons run out. That was quick. Yeah. Well, it's not a big ship. It's small, And it's a prototype, so it probably wasn't fully loaded. I guess, apart from the Death Blossom. Yeah, so it went out half-loaded. Half-loaded, half yes. Yeah. And he... He asks Grig if he should use Death Blossom. Grig tells him that he should hold off until they're all in range. At this point, they're just kind of sat there floating in space as all the other ships pummel them with shots, but nothing seems to hit them. Tough armor, remember? You mentioned that at the beginning. That was my question. Is it the fact that the Starfighter's quite armored up, or is it the fact that the Krill are just really bad shots? Probably a bit of both. Bit of both. Because they're not yeah. connected to the commander. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. I'll yeah. go with that. Finally, Alex triggers Death Blossom, and the Starfighter spins around at amazing speed, firing lasers from every orifice. Yeah. Gee, that <laughs> yeah. Was, that was a yeah. night. Yeah, it was. It was a good night. Completely annihilating all the fighters. It is a really cool looking moment. 
Yeah, but I just expect when it stops, just to be the inside of the stair fighter to be covered in vomit. This is what I, I you know, I actually wrote this. I thought they missed a trick not having Hal, Alex puking afterwards. Yeah, it's just just, just covered. Yeah. And then this 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 one windscreen wiper, windshield wiper just goes across. Goes. Don't don't you think <laughs> that that inside. is don't you think that that is a gag that they would have done if this was kind of like a, a Back to the Future type movie? You can imagine that gag being done with 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 yeah um, maybe yeah with Marty McFly and yeah yeah mm-hmm. so finally all that's left is the command ship on the bridge. An officer tells Lord Krill that all the guns are out, but Krill orders ramming speed. Ramming speed. All right. Ramming it's speed. small. So he's going to ram this giant command center into this <laughs> tiny ship. Yes. Again, they're not. They're not that good, are they? They're not much. No. Got, these. These. No. The Starfighter is out of power and a sitting duck. Luckily, Grig manages to cobble together a few wires, and he restores some emergency power just in time. Yeah, he says I'm going. I'm going to ram boost. Ram boost. Yeah. Um. Does he mean boost the ram? I mean, what? What? He's just making stuff up. It's written by people that don't really know what they're talking about when it comes to. I'm computers. trying to ram boost. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good. All right. Though. I yeah, think you does, should yeah. use that, Colin. <laughs> yeah. You you go ram boost. <laughs> boost all the ram you need. <laughs> or ram some boost somewhere. I don't know. Whichever you want to do, just do it. Yes. Alex flies under the ship and he opens fire. On the bridge, we get more explosions, people dying everywhere. An officer gives Lord Krill a damage report. Everything is out. The ship is locked into the moon's gravitational pull. What do we do? he asks. Lord Krill raises his head solemnly. Moving his eyeglass thingy into place for one final time before replying, "We die." So, but we we die. Couldn't couldn't we just couldn't we compromise? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, would, don't, I don't know if you heard, but they, they, they were yelling it the other day. <laughs> Those other people, they were going death, victory, or compromise. I think we should choose the last one now. Let's I, do that. I, would I don't pref- want to die. I would prefer a second opinion if it's all the same to you. Yeah. yeah, do we have to die? Can we, isn't that escape shuttles? <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if... I mean, he takes so long to manoeuvre his little eyeglass thing into place that by the time he looks up at the officer, he's buggered off. Yeah, he's just gone. <laughs> we, he's just alone. Oh, he's, oh. where are you gone? <laughs> yeah. Bye! And with that, the command ship erupts into a fiery explosion as the starfighter flies home. Did the music seem a bit off at this point to you? I didn't notice anything. It, it, I don't know whether it was just my... I mean, I watched it on on stream, but the music seemed to to go a little bit iffy you're, at this point. You're in the bathroom? <laughs> no, it, it kind of it, it kind of sounded a little bit like it was kind of out, oh. out of tune a little bit. Oh. It's probably it's probably the version that was that was. Yeah. yeah. Back at Star Command, Alex and Grig really re- relieve. <laughs> they relieved themselves. They're very relieved. Yeah. Oh, they, they, were, they were on stream. Yes. Back at Star Command, Alex and Grig receive a hero's welcome. With Princess Leia giving them medals and the, and the music swells and... Oh, hang on, that's... 
something else. Uh, yeah, wrong film. Yeah. Wrong film. The general wants Alex to stay and help rebuild the Starfighter Legion. <laughs> the, um, the ambassador. The ambassador. Sorry, the ambassador. You keep demoting him. <laughs> he seems like a general okay. to me. Oh, okay. Well, he wants him to rebuild the Starfighter Legion. What? By himself? Everyone else is dead. Yeah, I know. Who are all these people celebrating? What were they doing? At least he, t- he turns around, oh, Grig. And he's out the door. Back, yeah. back to his wifoid and Griglings. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we find that Centauri wasn't dead after all, apparently. He was just dormant or something. So is this something that... Can Greek do this? What do you mean? He, he, Greek can be killed but then repair himself, just like Centauri. Because this would explain why Greek was so keen to go into battle. Oh, I see. So he never thought he was ever going to die, really. Yeah, it's like it's only Alex that dies. So now, I felt sorry for Grieg earlier because Alex kept saying, I will die, I'll be killed. But now I'm not so sure. What a burst, steward. <laughs> <laughs> Grieg's like, oh, I didn't tell you. Can't be killed, mate. You could have been. Woof. Did, didn't I tell you? I'm sure I told you. I mentioned it yeah. in passing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> you were, you, when I mean passing, you passed yeah. out. Literally gone. Gone. <laughs> Out the door. Yep. So, as Alex looks out at the cheering masses, we dissolve back to Maggie on Earth, and she's brooding. Mm. Alex's mother has been looking for him, and she turns to Maggie looking for answers. And as she begins to explain, or tries to explain, a strong wind erupts. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. A light appears in the sky, and Alex and Grig arrive in the Starfighter. Yeah. What what, what what are the world's governments doing at this point? They didn't see this, did they not? Well, this is the third ship that's landed. Exactly. Because there's already been two. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and this lands with quite a lot of uh, pomp and circumstance as well, doesn't it? Plus a flying car. A flying car as well, yeah. That was twice. Yeah. Because it brought him back. Yeah. So we've had... Three ships and two flying cars. Yeah, and no one's noticed. Yeah, nope. Okay, all right. I did think that the the landing sequence looked quite good. It was it was a lot better than Centauri's star car. You know, when they mix the the the, the effects with the real world. The smoke. Yeah, they brought smoke in. Smoke was a good idea. Yeah, I think it it masked it a lot, didn't it? Yeah. And so Alex gets out in his spacesuit. And we have a big reunion with kisses, etc., etc. Yep, yep. Grig meets everyone, and we get some funny interaction between him and all the humans. Remarkably, they understand what Grig is saying. They do, they do. And they've not had that little colour thing fitted, have they? Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like they'd forgotten all about it. Yeah. Yeah. When he meets Maggie, he says, A very large pleasure. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wants to add to his 6,000 Griglings. <laughs> He's making a move later. He's going to be he disappointed. Is. One? You can only have one at a time? Maybe three? <laughs> I mean, can they have 6,000 Griglings at once? Or is that over a period of time? Ooh, that's going to hurt, isn't it? Well, it depends on the size. Maybe they're like little seeds when they're born. Yeah, they come out as like little 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 pebbles. Yeah. 
Alien dribble. Even. Maybe. Not that I'm I'm comparing children to dribble. No. No, I would never. Didn't do think that. you were. Now, uh, now I'm beginning to wonder. No, I would never do that. Okay. Alex, Alex has to go, but he wants Maggie to go with him. She's reluctant and begins to make excuses as always, but he has to go. And with a kiss, he says goodbye. Right. It'd be funny if that just ended like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, love. Well. I'll see. I'll see you later. Then I suppose. All right. Bye. 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 Yeah. I love. I love to see the test audience cards after that ending. <laughs> like, well, I'm not sure. I like the fact that he didn't go with her at the end. Mm. We'd have liked it. Yeah. 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 Oh, didn't expect that. It was good. That. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, very, messed, very, messed with our very uh, ending. Yes. But Granny, she looks knowingly at Maggie and gives her her blessing. And as the music swells, she, Maggie goes to run into Alex's arms. Yeah, and then we get the slowest elevator in the world. It is, it is. Let's, let's hope you don't have to go anywhere quick in this ship. They're coming <laughs> to attack us. Hold on. I'm sure it didn't take them that long to get in the thing back at uh, Stark. I know, right? Maybe it's Earth gravity affecting it. Right, okay. But with that, they blast off into space for more adventures as his little brother begins to play the Starfighter game. And that's the end of The Last Starfighter. So, Colin, what did you think of The Last Starfighter? (laughs) It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um... I think, I, I wondered to myself whether it would have been more interesting if Greek had been, uh, like, in the early part where Alex is playing the arcade machine and, and Maggie is with him, if Maggie had been, like, helping him play the arcade machine, had been like, oh, go left. And he's like, yeah, got it, you know. And mm-hmm. they were working as a pair. Mm-hmm. And then in the film, Greg had been, Greg, Greg had been killed and then he comes to Earth and he says to Maggie, like, I need you to help me. And then they'd both gone off and she'd been his his navigator in life. Right. Okay. And so mm-hmm. I, I thought that would that would have been a more interesting take on it for mm-hmm. me personally. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Could be wrong. But I still like this film. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. I, th- I think your idea is a very modern take on it. Well, that's me. I'm a modern guy, Paul. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I, I, f- I find it entertaining. I, I don't mind the ropey effects. Um, I think because I admire the work behind it. They're not ropey because they're cheap or shoddy. They're ropey because that's what was going on at that time. Well, they were far from cheap or, or shoddy at yeah. the time, were they? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good story. He plays an arcade machine and then gets to fly a ship. Who doesn't want to do that? Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you put that all together, um, you ignore the little quirks. The could have been a better actor. Uh, yeah. Not yeah. not to be nasty or horrible to the main he, he, actor. He is the weakest link in the whole thing, I think. For me, he is. He's got he's got no yeah. there's no there's no emotion there at all. At times, I don't think. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still think it's a hit, though. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I wasn't sure which way you were going to go on this one, I have to say. Well, 
I think that's the thing about the film. It's one of those where it could go either way. And it might change depending on your mood. But if you want something that's light, entertaining, you know, and a bit of fun, mm-hmm. then this is perfect. Well, for me, that that's the same, but slightly different. I mean, I I, I couldn't go either way on this film because it's always been a favourite of mine. I've always, right. I've always loved The Last Starfire. And I know it's cheesy. I know it's a Star Wars ripoff. Um... I know that the effects haven't dated well, but like you said, that you know, they were cutting edge at the time, and you have to look at it through those eyes. Yeah. But honestly, I always finish. This isn't the 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 first time in in the last twelve months that I've watched this movie, and I always finish it with a big smile on my face because maybe I'm a sucker for sort of space battle movies, aliens, that kind of thing. I always have been since I was a kid. Um, but it's just really good fun. And and add to that the nostalgia factor. I think the music's good. I think particularly Robert Preston and Dan, oh, what's his name again? Oh, Herrily. Oh, oh, her. Yeah, yeah. He's, they're, they're both excellent. And it's kind of like comfort food for me, this movie, mm, you know. Right, I can right. put it on and I, can, I don't have to think about it. I just sit there and let it wash over me and I enjoy it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a definite hit for me. It always has been, probably always will be. Well, there we go. Yeah, love this movie, yeah. So, what are we doing next time, Colin? Well, if you've got a problem and the odds are against you, then you should join us next time as we take a look at the TV show The Equalizer from 1985. But if that's not what you want to hear, then you can email us at retrospection at email.com to suggest a TV show or film. You can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter at Retrospecky, and on Instagram at Retrospection Podcast, all one word. And please subscribe and rate us because it really helps. You can also hear the themes and songs from the films and shows we review at our Spotify playlist. And finally, if you'd like to support our old episodes and help new ones coming along, then you can lower our server costs by supporting us via patreon.com slash retrospection. Thank you to our current Patreon supporters who make sure another month goes by. The Paul doesn't have to take up that second job as a professional mermaid. Although, some of his stories always seem a little fishy to me anyway. But thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Alex, Elvira's electric is out again. Ah, oh, Mom, that'll take all day. I'm, I'm supposed to go to the lake with Maggie and the guys. Alex, would you fix my commode or it's gonna explode? I'm sorry, honey, but I'm working a double shift at the cafe and I won't be home until late. You gotta fix Elaine's antenna cause she's going through her menopause And you know the way she copes is by watching all those soaps Go on without me, Maggie. I'll try to get out there when I'm... What am I saying? See you tonight when you get back. Alex, I don't want to go without you. Oh, Maggie, please, don't make it worse. Go. Bye, Alex. Sorry you can't come. Oh, that's okay.